Today is Friday, October 15th, 2021, and here are three things you need to know to be smart today. Bill Clinton hospitalized in an intensive care unit with an infection that spread to his bloodstream. Serious stuff. We will have the health updates on the former president. And the Biden administration has gone full Grinch. It's going to be a bad Christmas, and every member of the Biden administration wall-to-wall is telling you so. So is your heating bill. Heating bills are set to increase as much as 54%, the government said. It is going to be a bad Christmas. But Joe Biden won't even be conscious for it. He will be sleeping. Sleepy Joe strikes again, allegedly at a wedding this time. Chin to chest, Joe Biden fell asleep at his nephew's wedding. We will have the full Sleepy Joe update status report for you on this show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. All right, breaking news here. Bill Clinton has been hospitalized. That's right. Bill Clinton currently resides in an ICU in California. I checked with my wife, who was an ICU nurse. I said, read this article. Tell me what's happening. And she says, not great. He has an infection that has spread to his bloodstream. This is very serious stuff. Bill Clinton is in the ICU in Orange, California, but his doctors say he's on the mend. Let's go ahead and read from CBS Local. Former President Bill Clinton remained hospitalized Friday at the University of California, Irvine, after being admitted earlier in the week. They went public with his admission to the hospital just last night on Thursday evening. CNN reported Thursday that Clinton is in the ICU with a urinary tract infection that spread to his bloodstream. The president's spokesperson said the 75-year-old Clinton was brought to the ICU after becoming fatigued, and she tweeted on uh, on Tuesday evening, Bill Clinton was admitted to receive treatment for non-COVID-related infection. He is on the mend in good spirits and incredibly thankful to doctors, nurses, and staff providing him excellent care. The physicians who were treating the president had this to say. President Clinton was taken to the ICU uh, at the Irvine Medical Center and diagnosed with an infection. He was admitted to the hospital for close monitoring and antibiotics and fluids. They're trying to get him transferred to New York to his own medical team, and they're going to do that when he's able to get back to that state, when he's able to travel. Bill Clinton has also had some major cardiology problems in recent years, uh, had some surgery for that, and is clearly uh, in an age category, right, where things uh, start to slow down. So we... uh, You know, we have a political show here, and it's uh, important to take a step back and recognize that uh, while politics may be as divisive as ever, uh, human beings are human beings, and you need to connect your humanity a little bit to your politics and remember that, you know, everyone's just doing doing their job and working on behalf of their worldview. And while you may disagree with those worldviews and those ideologies, people are human. It's what actually separates us from the Mongol horde that is the woke left who does not value human life, and they make that very clear uh, day to day. We do value human life, and so we wish the former president a speedy recovery. Remember, everyone, do not sink to their levels. You saw four straight years of some of the most grotesque, mongoloid uh, uh, commenting and posting about, about Donald Trump that was evil. Uh, you know, you you just don't you don't want those things. Madonna saying she wanted to blow up the White House right on day two 
of Trump's presidency. You don't want to stoop to their level. Do not become as vicious and as hate-filled as them. It's like a, a Star Wars scene, right? Where you do not want to give in to your hate. Do not give in to your hate. You don't want that. You want to remain human. You want to remain good-hearted. And that is what separates us from them. And so do not wish pain or suffering on people. Certainly wish that when anyone, any American, any person that you share a country with gets sick or is hospitalized, that they get better. Um, and uh, hope that the, the other side will wish the same for you. And if they don't, well, then they have uh, their creator to face, much like, uh, much like you will someday. So make sure you're on the right side of that. My wife and I actually had an interesting conversation about this last night as we were talking about Bill Clinton's health and sort of saying that if you lose your common decency, you really don't have anything left to fight for, right? If, if you don't wish that other people survive in your country, well, then that's just tribalist, sectarian, civil war violence. And it's horrible what that does throughout the world. You can see the awful effects of that uh, around the planet. And we don't want America to devolve into that. So remember, like, stay honorable, stay decent, and remember that your fellow Americans are indeed your fellow countrymen. Um, and uh, there, there are things that unite us still to this day. So get well soon, Bill. Get back to New York. Get to your doctors and stay healthy, right? Stay healthy. Isn't that what you want for your country? You want people to be healthy. You want people to be happy. You want people to live and that is what we try and do inside of the Johnson household. As I mentioned earlier, my wife is a medical professional. We are very concerned uh, with and focused on what we are eating in our household. We always want to be eating things that are healthy for us. It's why we have a major focus on proteins in our household. My wife is always going on and on about proteins and how deficient proteins are in the diets, specifically of women in this country, and how if people are trying to get fit and they're trying to get in shape, but they're not eating right. So you're never going to have the desired results if you're trying to stay healthy or if you're trying to get more healthy if you're not eating the correct amount of protein. It's why this house is always stocked full of meat. It's why our house is always stocked full. You open every freezer drawer, uh, every fridge drawer, you're going to find a protein in there. It's why we are so proud to be partnering with Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers provides our family protein directly to our door. Great grass-fed beef, chicken directly from American farmers and ranchers. If you want to be a part of the American Revolution, in eating and supporting our own farmers and ranchers, please go to goodranchers.com backslash Benny, goodranchers.com backslash Benny. That's going to give you $20 off with the code Benny, B-E-N-N-Y, and free express shipping right to your door. Eat like an American and support American jobs. It's more important than ever, specifically given some of the dark times ahead. The Grinches of the Biden administration are out in full force. They are looking down on Whoville and plotting our demise. They want to ruin our Christmas, and boy, are they getting us ready for it. Breitbart.com has the report. Supply chain crunch. White House admits there will be things you cannot get at Christmas. 
The Biden White House on Tuesday warned in an interview with Reuters that there will be things you cannot get for Christmas. The U.S. continues to face a supply chain issue. An unnamed source inside of the Biden administration was speaking about how disastrous this Christmas will be, trying to prevent people from being panicked. But if you go to your local stores, my Twitter feed is filled with people showing empty grocery store aisles, empty shelves inside of their stores and supermarkets specifically, even though one hilarious viral tweet showed that the soy section of meat is still packed. No one, even now, even when people are going hungry, they don't want soy-based meats. That's probably good for you. Again, good ranchers, guys. Get good ranchers right to your doorstep. Uh, so we have we have a situation now where supply chain has crushed the American economy and people are getting panicked. The administration official is telling Reuters not to be panicked, but we all feel the frustration and there's a certain need for patience to help get through the relative this relatively short period of time. Okay, first off, how do they know it's going to be relatively short? They smashed the American economy in the face with a sledgehammer by shutting it down. The stupidest thing ever done in American politics in my lifetime. It is the number one thing that I blame both sides of the aisle with, uh, both sides of the aisle completely and utterly are to blame for this. The stupidest thing ever done to the American economy and to the American people. The shutting down of our roaring economy. Remember, this economy was the best economy seen in 100 years in America. This economy was red hot. And they took a boulder and they rolled it into the middle of the train track and derailed the entire train. And now they're upset that the train isn't back on the track going 100 miles an hour. They're they're concerned that the train cars at the very end of the train aren't back on the track. Well, you derailed it you idiots. And everybody on both sides who was for lockdown, they need to go and they need to have a public shaming. You need to come out on Twitter. You need to come out on social media and say, I was for lockdowns. I apologize. There needs to be a a nationwide struggle session against the people who were for lockdowns. The cruelest thing ever done in my lifetime. And now they're upset that when the train hits the boulder, that all the cars the train, the train cars, right, went flying off the track in every conceivable direction. Your local restaurants got shut down. Your supply chains got screwed up. The ships got stopped in the harbor. Now everyone's wondering, well, why doesn't the train just get right back on the track? Yeah. These people have never, ever done a day of hard labor in their life. These people in the Biden administration have never had real jobs. Nancy Pelosi's never had a real job. Barack Obama's never had a real job. Joe Biden's never had a real job. These people don't know how to run an economy. These people wouldn't know how to run a Chick-fil-A. These people wouldn't know how to run a paper route. Chick-fil-A was a little too hard of a task to give them. And now they're trying to fix the economy, and they're wondering, uh, where's my magic wand? I mean, why isn't the train just going again? And they don't realize that all down the line, all down the line, everything has been broken. Everything has been broken. The White House's warning comes as shipping containers remain backlogged at ports, both the country's coasts. Recent reports say 65 cargo ships are waiting to dock at the high traffic port of Los Angeles, which is currently full. Additionally, 8,000 shipping containers are stuck at the port of Savannah. Core site research founder, CEO Deborah Wensing, 
predicted that the supply chain crunch will cause issues into 2023. Man, not good for Democrats who are facing a uphill battle in 2022. Here's what she says. Let's do the math. It's 14 days to get a container from the Asia Pacific region to the U.S. and now 40 days for it to get back. And we have a complete container misalignment right now. So now it's 80 days we're talking about. In our opinion, we're probably looking at Q1 2023 before those containers are back and realigned. We have covered reports of how people on these container ships have been out to sea for 18 months, sitting there waiting. They can't return to the ports where they come from, whether it be in the Middle East, whether it be from China. They can't return to those ports with uh, ships full of goods. The economics just doesn't make sense. And so they sit out at sea. They've missed birthdays and their children being born. These ship workers are miserable. But of course, it's not just the shipping container cargo people that are being affected. Truck drivers across the nation are refusing to be uh, a part of the vaccine mandate uh, as our pilots. Air traffic is an enormous delivery system for goods across our country. Uh, about half the goods are delivered through air as well. Pilots are striking. Truck drivers are striking. Train conductors are striking. And the port workers themselves are striking. Boeing is having a uh, strike planned because they are now mandated to have the vaccine at their plant. So what is going to happen when you can't make airplanes? You can't even make the airplanes that fly the goods into the middle of the country. You're looking at complete collapse. We cover on the show... How you are seeing the breakdown of the economy. We didn't realize how fragile it all was. Of course, these people have never done, again, a real day of work in their lives. Our leaders right now have never built a business. They've never employed anyone. They've just suckled off the taxpayer teat, and they are parasitical. That is how they have operated their entire lives. Let's take from those who are profitable and those who are productive in our society. We'll give the money to Hunter Biden. We'll give the money to our grandkids. We will do corrupt backdoor deals. It's how you get people like Pelosi, who's only ever been on a congressional salary, which ranges somewhere between $120,000 to $170,000 a year. How does Speaker Pelosi have $40 to $50 million in accrued wealth? How does that happen? We should really look into that. That's the real problem in America, the congressional... Uh, the congressional staffers and the congressional members of Congress who start at these measly salaries but somehow gain king-like wealth, titan of industry-like wealth in their time in politics. That is what should be investigated uh, in this country. But I digress. These are the people who have broken our economy, and these are not the people to fix our economy. The economy lingers. Just because you have rolled off the boulder that you put on the track that smashed your locomotive and derailed every car down the track, just because you've rolled that boulder off doesn't mean the train just goes again. You have massive problems that will haunt you forever. Well, the Biden administration is trying to hedge here, and we have a series of clips where they are saying, ah, Christmas this year... Guys, uh, I don't know, man. You may not have a Christmas this year. Let's go. Here's Fauci saying, first off, it's too soon to tell if we can gather for Christmas at all. But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell? 
You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by weeks or months and say. Dr. Fauci, of course, is anti-Christmas because he doesn't want to go back to his ancestral home in the North Pole to make toys. Jen Psaki parroted Dr. Fauci and said, hey, listen, guys, you're not going to be able to get your presents on Christmas. We really can't guarantee anything uh, for you this holiday season. Real wonderful messaging coming here from the White House. Listen. Go ahead. Uh, thank you, Jen. First, does the president agree with Dr. Fauci that it's too soon to tell if people are going to be able to gather for Christmas? Well, the president relies on CDC guidelines, uh, and they have not changed their guidelines about who can gather together, those who are vaccinated. Uh, but we leave it to them if they need to change their guidelines based on where the pandemic sits. And as the American infrastructure and transportation system collapses, our transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, who has been on a two-month vacation uh, as the systems that deliver you your products, goods, and necessary needed items for the holiday season, as that system rots, Pete Buttigieg has been on vacation. Well, he says that, uh, you know, it's going to be a little difficult this year to get presents. And he makes a little dad joke about it. Yeah, he's just laughing all the way. Listen. So holiday expectations management, as we're looking at these supply chain issues, how bad are they going to get for Americans? And I'm talking specifically, you know, leading here into the December holidays where people are relying on getting goods, on getting presents. Well, I think there's always been two kinds of Christmas shoppers. There's the ones who have all their list completed by Halloween, and then there's people like me who show up at the mall on Christmas Eve. If you're in that latter bucket, uh, obviously there's going to be more challenges. Yeah, re like really cool, Pete Buttigieg. It's hilarious, hilarious. What what are your credentials again? Why are why are you in your position? What road have you ever fixed? South Bend, Indiana. Do people live? Do people have really great transportation in South Bend, Indiana? If I recall, uh, people really don't like Pete Buttigieg in South Bend, Indiana. But uh, anyway, uh, CNN, CNN, you know it's bad when CNN goes in. CNN even concedes that this is going to be a disastrous Christmas for the Biden administration, for the American people. If you're the White House, another looming and very real issue going on. The supply chain. Take a look at some of these headlines. America is running out of everything. Christmas at risk. A supply chain disaster only gets worse. Your holiday turkey may be harder to come by this season. If CNN is going in that hard on the Biden administration, you know things have got to be bad. CNN calling them Grinches, saying it's going to be a dark, dark Christmas. Well, you don't actually have to watch CNN to know that. Uh, very few people watch CNN at all. You just have to look at the world around you, the prices you're paying at the grocery store. My wife and I were at the store last night, and it was shocking to see just the cost of bagels, just the cost of eggs, bacon, $7 a pound. Never seen anything like that. I'm from Iowa. Bacon should be cheap. Man, it is expensive. It is expensive. Filling up our car, we were uh, on the East Coast last week, gas was hovering around $4 a gallon. It was below $2 a gallon just a little bit ago. Do you remember? Like two summers ago, gas below $2 a gallon. It uh, doesn't take a genius to look around and see that we are living in times that are unstable. That's why your investments should be stable. And you should consider investing in art. That's right. Classics in art. Art is one of those 
precious commodities that tend to appreciate and can really pay off for their investors. The problem is that art investing is something that has been something that you can only do if you have connections inside of the art world or inside of investing houses, and that is hard to come by, but not anymore. Masterworks is a company that has changed all of that. Masterworks is a billion-dollar company that allows regular Americans to invest in the world of contemporary art. There are massive returns on contemporary art. A Picasso just sold for $50 million at Sotheby's in New York, and it's a market that Masterworks allows you to get a piece of. It's very, very important to make sure that you have something physical, some physical asset to hold on to in times of financial tumult. Joe Biden is casually writing $3 trillion checks from his fake Oval Office. It's definitely an inflation hedge to have a piece of art and investment in art. So don't wait. Many of these paintings have sold out in just hours. Go to masterworks.com slash Benny for priority access. That's masterworks.com slash Benny. I'll see you there. See the disclosures at masterworks.com backslash disclaimer. All right. Well, we hope you have some pretty art above your mantle place in your home, and that mantle place is going to get some use this Christmas. You're going to need some wood. Hope you got a sturdy axe and some wood to chop in your backyard because you're going to be lighting that fireplace as heating bills are set to skyrocket in this country. As much as 54% inflation is hitting home for the American people. Reading to you from the AP here. Winter heating bills set to jump as inflation hits home. Get ready to pay sharp higher heating bills this winter along with seemingly everything else. Prices are surging worldwide as heating, oil, natural gas, and other fuels. With prices surging worldwide for heating oil, natural gas, and other fuels, the U.S. government said Wednesday that it expects households to see their heating bills jump as much as 54% compared to last winter. Nearly half the homes in the U.S. use natural gas for heat, and they could pay an average of $746 this winter. That's 30% more from a year ago. Those in the Midwest could get particularly pinched with bills up to an estimated 49% more and extremely expensive natural gas, the most expensive since over a decade ago, 2008-2009. Wow. Hey, guys, uh, in the Midwest, people in states that uh, voted for Joe Biden, you know, this is a guy who shut down the Keystone XL pipeline. This is a guy who ran against fracking. It's a guy, Joe Biden, who ran against all fossil fuels. So if you're looking for someone to blame here, do not blame China. Do not blame Mexico. Do not blame anyone other than the guy who said he was going to do this to you. If you were silly enough or fooled enough, or snookered enough to have voted for this man, well, then I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for you because he told you what he was going to do. Joe Biden said directly into the camera he's going to ban fracking, and he's going to ban all fossil fuels. Don't believe me? I mean, you got to give the guy, just like with the border, you got to give the guy a little bit of credit. He told you what he was going to do. Listen to this. No more, no new fracking. We, we are, we are going to get rid of fossil fuels. 
Well, like, what about, say, stopping fracking and stopping... Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. Number one. Well, just because he told you he was going to do it doesn't make it right. It is crippling families in the Midwest, families that are already suffering inside of a hyperinflation world where everything costs more, but nobody is getting paid more. There are no real wages, right, to combat inflation. So this is just theft. It's just theft. It's just crippling your bank account, your savings, uh, and your future. The second most used heating source in homes is electricity, according to this article, making up 41% of the country, and those households could see more than uh, see a more modest 6% increase uh, to one about $1,200. Homes using heating oil, which make up 4% of the country, could see 43% increase in prices, more than $500. That's the sharpest increase in... The sharpest increases are likely for homes that use propane, which account for 5% of the U.S. households. This winter forecast is slightly colder across the country than last year. That means people will likely be burning more fuel to keep warm, on top of paying more for each bit of it. And if the winter ends up being even colder than forecast, heating bills could be even higher uh, than estimated. On Wednesday, the government released a separate report showing that prices were 5.4% higher for U.S. consumers in September than a year ago. 5.4%. Did your wages go up 5.4%? Have you had a 20% pay increase this year? Well, if not, then you have been robbed. Then the government is robbing you. This is the largest theft in the country. No amount of burglaries... No amount of taxation, no amount of traditional theft, no stock market or Ponzi scheme could ever make up for the amount of robbery that is going on right now when Americans are not being paid more and having to pay 20, 30, 40% more for their heat, for their eggs, for their gasoline, for their items that they use every single day, consumer items. That is actual theft. It is making you poorer. This is a significant hardship for people in the bottom third of the country. It hurts the people at the bottom the most because these items are the most expensive for them. They have the least amount of savings and they have the least amount of income. It really does make you wonder whether you have a system here in place that is attempting to permanently keep people on government assistance. That's my opinion. This is something that has been uh, enacted in various inner cities all around the country. They have decimated these inner cities. Democrat leadership have destroyed these inner cities. The productive class have moved out of places like Baltimore, Philadelphia, Los Angeles. These places are now government fiefdoms. The people subsist on government subsistence. They live off of government. They are fully dependent on the government and they vote for more from the government. It's very bad. The rat votes for more free cheese and you get caught in the trap.
That is how it works inside of broken, large cities, and it's a terrible life. You do not want to live in these places. But this is the system that they are creating, where goods and services and items are so expensive, you're going to have a permanent class, a permanent dependency class, and they're going to add to it. This is the beginnings of socialism. This is how it starts, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to be having a chilly winter, then you're going to want to invest in your bed. How you sleep, what sheets you use on your bed, what covers you use on your bed. I know that my wife right now is pregnant and she is spending a lot of time in bed. She is very picky on the bed that we have in our household. You should invest in that item. We certainly do in the Johnson household. It's why we use bowl and branch sheets. Bowl and branch sheets are the industry standard best sheets you can possibly get. Trust me, you have other sheets, you wash them, they start to fray, they start to wear down over time. Bowl and branch sheets stand up to the test of time. And you're going to need that this winter if you're freezing cold and you're spending a ton of time in bed. This is the kind of sheet that has a cloud weight, super soft satin weave. It gets softer with every single wash. And Bull and Branch stands behind their products and honor a 30-night worry-free guarantee if you are unsatisfied. Go to bowlandbranch.com. Bowlandbranch.com and get 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code Benny. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code Benny. You're going to want to sleep tight this winter, man. It's going to be a rough one. Someone who is a professional at sleeping at all times of the day and at every hour of the day is your president, Sleepy Joe Biden. Joe Biden reportedly fell asleep at his nephew's wedding this weekend. This according to Jack Persobic, human events editor and friend of the podcast. Jack uh, reported that Joe Biden fell asleep chin to chest at his nephew's wedding. This from a worker at the Pennsylvania wedding. Joe Biden claims to be from Pennsylvania, from Scranton. He claims that whenever he's trying to connect with the middle class. Uh, Joe Biden, in reality, lived like five years in Scranton when he was a little kid, moved to Delaware quickly after that. We've done some reporting in Scranton. Uh, People there actually don't like Joe Biden that much at all. But Joe Biden uh, was in Pennsylvania for the wedding of his nephew over the weekend, and Pennsylvania servers at that wedding, people who were working the wedding, had some dish on Joe Biden. Here's what they said. Joe Biden fell completely asleep, chin to chest, at his nephew's wedding, uh, and staff had to wake him up so that he would eat a sandwich. (laughs) Here's the quote, asleep through the entire ceremony and kept nodding off during the reception. Jill takes a stern caretaker's tone with him when he's groggy. That's the uh, that's the line there from the person at the wedding firsthand reporting there from people working the wedding. Biden decided he wasn't going to eat the sandwich that the chef had prepared for him, and uh, he wanted to eat a another sandwich. It's like a fast food sandwich there from uh, Caparati's, uh, fast food sandwich from uh, Pennsylvania. The wedding did not appear on the official schedule of the president, and the White House called it a small family wedding uh, at the home of Valerie and Jack Owens. The White House has not commented on the Sleepy Joe allegation. Recently, uh, there was allegations that Joe fell asleep during a meeting with the new prime minister of Israel. 
Uh, Joe Biden allegedly nodded off, fell asleep in that meeting and had to be jostled awake. Fact checkers jumped in and said, no, he's not sleeping. He was deep in thought about Israel. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I think he was sleeping. Sleepy Joe is the best moniker that Donald Trump ever came up with. It certainly is proving true. Today, you'd have to be asleep to think that anything is going well in the Joe Biden economy. We certainly are awake on this show. We will be bringing you more news next week. The news they don't want you to hear about. We are 100% independent on The Benny Show. We have had a wild week here. A very interesting week for the freedom movement. Very exciting. A lot of encouraging things happening. Keep your chin up. Keep your spirits high. Let's get through this Christmas. The Grinches are going to try and keep you down. But we are going to keep fighting here. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.